Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 281 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio, where you will also find links to the very magical Joe Morris, Joey, Hello. Joey Morris, and the very magical Chris Ashburn. Oh, hi. And as, <laughs> as you can hear, they're here with me today, and that is why. So welcome to the show, YouTube witchy queen sensations, Joey Morris and Chris Ashburn, yay! Whoa! Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spill the beans because I have to because that's how I roll. We had a bad, 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 bad moment on Skype before this, and, <laughs> and Chris, who is a Capricorn here on Saturn's Day, which is when we are recording this, helped me move this whole operation over to Zoom. So uh, let's do this thing again, ladies. <laughs> round two round two in the name of being awesome okay so yes. so the reason i wanted to talk to you guys is because i want to talk about tribes this month here mm -hmm. on the podcast and when i think tribes i think joey and chris because not only are you prominent figures in this online witchy tribe that we all seem to be a part of uh, but you've kind of formed your own tribe, which is really interesting to me. So uh, could you please tell me again how you two met? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I used to co-host on YouTube a full moon uh, event with Charlie Says Go, who is also a friend, and I love her daily. Um, and we had Joey on as a guest for an interview. Um, now... Before that, like, I'd always kind of, like, we'd circled each other because Joey has this way of always posting things that I'm going through, and it's been that way for a long time and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But we never actually, like, spoke in a full conversation. Um, and then once she was on and we had her there for the interview, uh, okay, so I've been doing some witchy work, and um, a fox kept coming up. And I'm like, Charlie, it was this fox. And I'm asking her, like, are you a fox? What kind of animal do you work with? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I was. It was basically like surveys. Like, I was the creepy witch knocking on doors. Um, <laughs> but never telling you why I'm asking about the fox. Um, never okay, mind. Good. Not yeah. <laughs> so the thing with Tea and Tarot is that we have everybody bring a mug that represents them. And she brought a fox mug. Ooh, why? Because fox is my spirit animal. <laughs> uh, so the way that I see it is that we kind of work through the archetypes of animal work. I prefer animal work in general to humanoid work. So if you've ever seen me with a tarot or oracle deck, I'm like, no, humanoid, no, don't want it. But I work with animal 
imagery much easier. So on kind of like a spiritual level, I've come to feel that the fox is kind of represents who I am. <laughs> fox is like the trickster, right? Well, you say that. <laughs> Why do I say that? <laughs> I feel like Fox gets a bad reputation uh, the same way a lot of the trickster energies get a bad reputation. Uh, Fox is a shapeshifter, which you'll find in a lot of the trickster mythology for sure. Yes. And um, it's also associated with the goddess Brigid, which a lot of people don't know. And it was a guide through the forest for her because uh, foxes can find their way through in the dark blindfolded they're very very good at, at sort of the, the very careful placement of feet and finding their way back through trails and things so they also know how to avoid being hunted for the most part they're very uh, intelligent about how to avoid being killed by human beings unless you've got a full pack of dogs and things but um so they kind of get like a bad rep from this and depending on which culture you're looking at uh, they're either considered tricksters or helpers depending on it and in celtic mythology they're on the same kind of level as wolf but and again wolves get a bad rap so <laughs> you know That's what's interesting like hi you know it's interesting i don't i don't associate trickster with anything negative and i associate yeah. i associate it with helpers i associate I, probably that's mm. robert that's robert moss's fault if you've never read sidewalk oracles i highly recommend it he talks about the fox in there but he he talks a lot about trickster energy and it's it's a synchronistic energy that brings mm. like surprising surprising little bits of synchronicity your way I love trickster energy anyway. I just, I think that because it's like a shapeshifter energy, it kind of forces people to be looking at the world in a way that they didn't expect. And that makes people uncomfortable. And that's why people demonize it, Ew. which is definitely something that I do because I shadow poke people all the time without <laughs> meaning to. Shadow, shadow poking. Shadow yep. poking. You know what? When you were describing the fox and saying that it can make its way through a dark, forest even blindfolded mm -hmm. i was like well you're describing yourself because that, yep. that's, that's what you do as right? well that's what mm -hmm. i was thinking too i'm like so joey yeah <laughs> yeah okay so we were saying before i've known yeah. chris since 2011 which is yes. like more ancient than dog years i feel internet years are longer than dog years so that makes us <laughs> old 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 friends yes. and then but we didn't have that whole like romance soulmate magical explosion that you two seem to have when joey came along and stole everybody's thunder and you two became like <laughs> <laughs> is this like a jealous confrontation moment what's going on <laughs> I, was so, I was the first joe <laughs> it's a chris sandwich oh <laughs> Well, actually, Chris, Chris and I, for like half a minute, were part of a collaboration on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it was called Women's Circle of Love, and it was a collection of uh, women of all ages and backgrounds and all kinds of things. And we would have like a topic, what was it, for the week, I think? And then everybody would just make a video along those lines of their thoughts on it, and they could attack it however they wanted to. And I had just started, and... Uh, I got pulled on there and I loved it. Um, I still talk to a lot of the women that were part of it. 
And uh, Joanna, Joe DeVoe, that one, that Joe. <laughs> that I'm that surrounded. One. I'm surrounded. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But no, <laughs> that one. Don't um, say that one, was, No, was like one of my biggest supporters. When I started YouTube, like, you you were like right there like this girl i love you do more yes go yeah. talk speak speak your power and well, i, was I like, wasn't I the only one that's for sure freaking love you lady <laughs> you know that the the name of that collaboration was the women's circle of love mm-hmm. and so it's awesome that we've kind of carried that on and we had a crone we had annie of mirth and Rever- reverence and we had you looking like you were 15 um if, even though yeah. come to find out you weren't you just are blessed with that baby face but um so it's interesting that we're talking about tribes today or we're trying to get into that because it kind of started in a tribal way mm-hmm. and uh i do believe that there is an online witchy community there's like different sections of it for sure and many of them mingle around and stuff but you two when I've come on your show, I notice in the sidebar, because you do a live show, that mm-hmm. I don't know any of the names. So it's like, wow, there's mm-hmm. there's like this whole other like chapter of online, which is that I don't know. So you seem to have a tribe that has gathered around your very, very frequent live streams that you two do together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a combination. Um, I mean, like I said, we did two separate things for a while. And then one day we spoke and realized that we kind of attack topics in a very similar way. Like we both have Pluto and Scorpio for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a generational thing. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it definitely, like we were able to go really deep, but also flip back and be kind of like joking and, and you know, from the hip with it and still have fun. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's a very specific kind of person that seems to really enjoy just flipping back and forth. Um, Because, you know, you can't be all heavy all the time and all jokes all the time. Life is kind of a mixture. Well, Mm -hmm. some people, some people are. I think that's what makes you two unique is that you literally dive as deep as you possibly can. You talk about death, you talk about sexual abuse, you talk mm-hmm. about all things shadow, and then there's like all this joking and laughing. I actually got shit one day from, I don't know, I was talking about spiritual abuse. I did a video on spiritual abuse. It was one of my first live streams. So I'm kind of like joking and being friendly with people in the beginning as people are entering the room. And and I had a stranger come by and like basically yell at me <laughs> for for being a jackass. I can't remember the word she used, but, um, and I was like, okay, well I can be both. I can talk about spiritual abuse and I can be silly. Yeah. It's important. It's so important though, because if you talk about these things in terms of people who have survived the abuse, laughter is a really strong fucking medicine and it's a really strong response to things like that. It's like, I'm not going to allow my entire life to be shunted off. I'm not going to be upset and miserable and sad all the time because they don't get that power. So of course you bring joy and laughter into those conversations because it shows that you can survive and keep engaging in the human emotions. It's absolutely necessary for conversations on spiritual abuse and all forms of abuse. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys have it. You have the light, you have the dark and you have, uh, it's my favorite term for like women's soulmate friendships is a bromance. And, um, cause you know, there's a bromance, but like us women, we have our, we have our bromances, but you really, 
don't take this. Don't don't get all like defensive about this. But you seem to be like <laughs> get the shield, Joey. <laughs> you seem to be. I knew it. I knew this would bring out bring out the self depreciating jokes. But you do seem to have like a love affair. Like you seem madly in love with each other in a platonic way. But just because I've never clicked onto one of your live streams and seen you have like a weird like. <laughs> that that underlying I hate you, but I'm being. <laughs> well, I think that's first of all because both of us are horrible at hiding that. So if we did, we'd both just be like, "You're really getting on my nerves right now." <laughs> like we need to talk about this crap, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, we had we have an honest relationship though. Like, if there's ever anything that we need to talk about, we sit down and talk about it. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people let it fester and like we're in the friendship or whatever but if ever we have like things that we need to talk about we just talk about it in private obviously not on the lives or anything yes. and i think that helps because there's a, a lot of people just don't have honest communication anymore and it's okay to be like i'm having a moment and i feel a bit shitty and i need to talk about this thing because i'm having a bad reaction and i know it's me and we understand how each other vibe as well so like if i'm not being completely honest with myself or Chris isn't being completely honest with herself. The other one will call him out. Like that's not what's happening. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> See, to me that, that is one, I think women in particular are really afraid of that. And so a mm. lot of good friendships end before they've even had a chance to go deep and really develop into something special. And to me, that's the hallmark of a real romance is that you can say like, you know, when you said that thing, it really hurt my feelings or it, I, it triggered me or it made me feel this way. A lot of us, we haven't been taught how to, how to communicate through that. And trust me, I, I have my friend that I've been through this with, Dawn. Hello, Dawn. I and love Dawn as well. Yes, but like before you have one of those conversations, if it's really intense for you, you know, there's like sweating yeah. and then the, I always say I'm like suffering, you know, there's like the suffering of like, because you're trying to word it in a way that isn't, we've gotten better at it because you, you build trust with the person, but the mm -hmm. first time you try to go there in a friendship, it's so like, how do I say this without being like, without ruining everything? Well, I think, I mean, for one, there's the whole thing where we've been kind of, made to feel ashamed of a lot of our emotions first mm -hmm. of all so that by default we're automatically ashamed that we're even upset we should just be fine all the time right yes <laughs> light um, and love light and love 24 7. Right. and then there's like another thing where it's like uh okay so if i'm feeling like unheard and i go to joey and i know joey sometimes feels unheard mm -hmm. i want to be able to tell her that without her feeling attacked on her part as well because of her shadow. But I know that it's also going to trigger. So there's this, there's this balance of also being like, not only, um, you know, in your emotions and speaking your voice, but also understanding that that shouldn't drown out the other persons um, because they should also have their podium to speak as well. And you just keep going until you both understand each other. Yes. <laughs> It's not, it's not one thing where like you say your piece and the other person goes, oh yeah, that's cool, dog. That's cool. Let's move no, on. No, no, no. Right, right, like, right. <laughs> no, it's going to be a while and you're going to have to talk it out and, you know, see how these, these echoes kind of ricochet off each other's walls until you can, you know, kind of quiet it down and go, oh, this is the original thing you shouted. Mm. I hear you now. Especially when you actually find tribe because we've discovered that uh, tribe shadows are a thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So... 
groups of women will go through the same shadow in mm. different ways, but they're all dealing with the same kind of energy. And because you're all interconnected, you know everybody's in the group is going through the same shadow and dealing with it in their own way. And it can be heavy at times. Yeah. And uh, it takes a measure of, right, we're going to talk about it. Like, <laughs> crack the knuckles, get on Skype or whatever, oh. and we're just going to sit around and talk mm -hmm. about it. Because That's so important. Can we name that tribal shadows? Let's just have a moment. Oh, everybody, yeah. pa yep. everybody pause. Take <laughs> in what Joey's saying right now. <laughs> yep. This is a thing. I know so many friends have started Facebook groups and then the Facebook groups start to like, you know, or a, a, you start a coven or something like that. And it's just exactly what I was saying between two women. The same dynamic can happen in a group. It mm -hmm. might be more complex, but people give up at that point. Like mm -hmm. they're just like, you're all a bunch of assholes. I'm walking away instead of being like, what is happening here? And how can we all like go even deeper through this? Mm, there is a point there with groups though, because I think the difference between groups and tribe is that power plays come into groups. Whereas mm -hmm. I don't feel like, power play comes into tribe because with tribe it's like i have my own power and you have your own power and we can celebrate that and me and chris were talking about a quote the other night the other day about the stars shining all in the same sky can you remember which quote that was exactly oh nope <laughs> but that <laughs> that's tribe whereas i think like they're in groups when there is some like one person's trying to control the whole thing and there's like power plays going on and that's symptomatic of, of what's wrong with sisterhood in a lot of society i think particularly amongst women it does happen with guys and girls and groups as well for, and then it obviously does but with women there's this weird like culturally indoctrinated power play competition ugly ick vibe that comes into groups with women and it happens all the time to the point where i like i don't seek out groups of women very often so for me you have finding tribe was like a big moment of oh thank goodness like <laughs> okay so, so you're talking about you're talking about a group of women who have been programmed indoctrinated indoctrinated into a patriarchal hierarchy i mm -hmm. would say and then, and then that maybe conflicts with our feminine nature? I think it conflicts with sisterhood. I think we're taught to see women as the enemy. And you can, like, I was taught this growing up because I grew up in a dysfunctional home anyway. Um, so, but, so my mother was so indoctrinated with this idea that all women could never be trusted. And I, have to, I had to overcome that programming just from her alone, like that you can't trust women because at the end of the day, at some point they will screw you over. And if there's a man involved, you can't trust a woman, a straight woman, with your husband or whatever. And there's a lot of that in society too, because when it, we were talking about this just yesterday, like, I can't remember, was it you, Chris, I was talking about, like, people always blame the, the women when a guy cheats. Oh, yeah, it was definitely me. Yeah, and and you can see this in, like, in in celebrities when it's splashed all over the tabloids and stuff and they're picking apart what the women did and why the women's fault and who the home wrecker of the women was and they never blame the guy which isn't to absolve the other woman but it's no, also no, no. to say uh hello he was literally in the relationship with you yeah <laughs> you know so i think it goes on many many levels and there's a lot of examples like this um 
Can you, can you define, sorry to interrupt you, but before before we get too far into it, I just, can you define for yourself what the difference between a group and a tribe is? Because for me, I see like my Facebook groups, I have one for queen. I have one for the psycho spiritual of the year and I have a Patreon account. And in my mind, all those people are part of my tribe. I've, Mm -hmm. I get to know them. I know who their kids are and their dogs and their grandma died. And Mm -hmm. I, I come to care about them. I would say I have a core tribe of people I'm very, very close to, but to me, they feel, it feels tribal and it feels good to me. So mm-hmm. uh, I've never considered the difference between a group and a tribe. Uh, well, I think you can kind of have friendship groups and I think then there's tribe, which is something different in my mind. And for me, tribe is a little bit more like family. It's a little bit more, you can be completely vulnerable in a safe space with tribe. Um, there aren't subjects which are, you know, off the table or anything if you need to talk about it. And I, th- I think they're more a family. Yeah. I think, I think the thing is, is like for me, when I see tribe and I see group or I see, because uh, tribe obviously has a very, like there's a native connotation there, of course, but also like tribe for me makes me think of more so a village where everyone has their skill and their their creation mm. that they're gifted with that they're good at and they have their role in the group and that doesn't mean that they only do that role because sometimes you have to jump in and help because the baker sticks so mm. we'll make some bread this week y'all um but i think the difference to me is like when i hear a group it because of I guess the conversation that's used in nowadays, a lot of times Mm. it's just kind of a group of people coming together. It's not necessarily like family unit. And to me, like with Joey, Joey is tribe to me. So when I say that, I mean, I would work and have worked some of my deepest energy work with her. Like we have fused on an astral plane together several times, Mm -hmm. which is not something I've done with most other people. I can count maybe two others. If that, which is fascinating because you live on completely different continents. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wonder if there's like a soul tribe and an earth tribe and that like maybe that's where the division comes that's, if, if, if there resonates. needs to be one. I feel that because I see people, I've met people and I have felt we're of the same tribe and I don't know them. I just, yeah. I just, it's a, I don't know what that is, but you saying soul tribe, maybe that's what that is. Well, there's also kind of past life stuff that comes in as well into that. Um, mm-hmm. Because I mean, like Joey and I have been together in many lives before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why we're able to merge that way and, and see each other in that way. Um, okay. You can't just say that and not elaborate. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, I want a story about that. <laughs> Where do we start? With Joey? coffee? <laughs> With coffee um, and coffee divination? <laughs> yeah. So I was, um, I was having yeah, coffee divination. I was having coffee divination. And if you go on Instagram, you can find me and you can find my coffee Instagrams because they're mm-hmm. all there. And they yeah, were tell like. Us your Instagram account. Uh, let Sorry, me double I'm check. Lady. Is it? Okay. I got you. Thank you. <laughs> and they were, the, they were like pieces of art. They weren't like coffee divinations. They were like works of art. People thought I had painted them. And I was like, I wish I could paint like that, dudes. I wish. And people were like, it's not real. And I'm like, do you want me to record myself drinking and then just holding the cups up? Like, <laughs> because they were so 
intricate and they had there was one and it was like skulls and roots and whatnot so chris and i would spend hours quite my favorite things <laughs> you're right over there <laughs> and we would we would spend hours basically looking over these coffee divinations together and what it basically did is it kind of opened us up to experiencing when we'd had past lives together it kind of was like a key in the door. It was weird. And it was like we suddenly started realizing that we were getting all these synchronicities from looking at the coffee divination. And we realized Chris had, had been in Wales at one point, And I've got Welsh heritage right now. And it just kind of expanded out from like there. Matching our puzzle pieces together and going, I've got a turquoise. Have you got a turquoise? Yeah, I just found a turquoise. Oh, that's weird. Let's put these together. Hey, what's this red over here? Oh, wow, I've got a red. And so, like, eventually we were like, oh, wow. And, uh, and you know, we will have a lot of FaceTime with each other um, mm-hmm. while we work, even we're doing it. <laughs> and, um, and so sometimes we, like, start slipping into trance and stuff with each other. Like, yeah. somebody's coming to visit and we're just going to do some work. It's work time. So, uh, you know, light your candles, get your stuff, let's go. And, uh, yeah. and between that and, like, you know, matching those puzzle pieces together we started to kind of reveal the different layers of lives um yeah well i could, i remember I the mean, first time i really really saw it if that helps because yeah, that, yeah, that was just after one. that was just after summer solstice and because i couldn't have a summer solstice ritual chris came online with me and we held like an online summer solstice ritual together yeah because i like the, turned the i turned the webcam on to my altar so she could see it up close and use it yeah because at the time I was moving and I, I didn't have access to anything. So following that, I kind of tranced out and I got visions of when Chris and I had known each other the first time and it involves Asbion as well, because I've known him before. And it's actually when I was, a, I was an actual Celt and those two were related and they were Viking. Yeah. And they had been like raiding where the Celts were living and they basically the Celts and the Vikings came together and I ended up marrying Asbjorn in that lifetime and Chris was his sister in that lifetime and I was getting bits and pieces his, his very fiercely protective sister yeah and there was there was a, the, I was shown scenes of her, she would mock him and he was way more straight man than he is now like he was not moved by humor or anything and she would like tease him and stuff. And she, I had a scene of her teasing him like all the Viking women and you pick a Kel. And he's like, yeah, because there was this thing where I'd fought the Viking guy and because I knew the terrain better than him, I had like got the killing blow, but I had not killed him. Instead, I like kissed his nose and ran off in a very strange Celtic way. Like I was like, what is this? And then I was, it was like flipping through the story and I had very, very strong images of how we all died, which was horrible on many levels. But Chris's death actually uh, resonated with her to such a point that the makeup that she had been wearing, like the Viking makeup that she'd been wearing was very much uh, war paint from like the the collarbone up the front of the neck to the, the base of the chin, which is something that in this lifetime, unbeknownst to me at the time, Chris had been completely obsessed with. So yeah. there was kind of like this, this clicking of, of synchronicities of things that had mattered to Chris and then things that I had seen while in trance. Well, and also how I died. 
and how you died uh, yeah has part to do with uh the voice stuff that i've been working on as well mm-hmm. Um, so so chris took a spear through the back up through her neck no biggie <clears throat> no biggie no biggie we were betrayed really. basically yeah there was a faction that didn't want the uh vikings and the celts to come together and so yeah uh wow she, okay. and she, so, she was <laughs> so she was hurt and there was a moment there and i was trying to fend them off so they could have a moment yeah Oh, see, 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 this goes back to soul tribes to me because you guys, yeah. were, you're in different tribes, but you ended mm-hmm. up having that connection anyway. You're talking about your current partner, by the way, Joe. I, I want people that don't know you and there's, oh, gonna, sorry. there's, there's <laughs> yeah. going to be a lot because a lot of my audience is, um, they just do audio or they're into law of attraction or then witchy mm. stuff. So I, I just want to give them, uh, oh, we have 10 minutes just to let you know. This oh, is boy. Be 10 minutes. Oh, now, um, unless I upgrade my account. Okay. So, and then, and then Chris does yes. makeup and yeah. this like, uh, well, how do you explain that? So I make what's called a Pape. <laughs> Thank you for the background. <laughs> um, uh, death paint. And it's a ritual paint that is used to work through your shadows. It's used to work through, uh, to bring up kind of like that, that core of you, like your past lives and that essence mm-hmm. of your um, soul work, I guess you could say. Um, and it's ritually prepared and everything. And so some of the looks that I was working on uh, were directly related to uh i mean the looks that i was working on for uh pictures to sell the paint you know um were directly related to the paints that she had seen on me and i was like wait a minute is it this and i showed her pictures and she's like yeah 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 that's it uh all right um but the paint was actually like something that evolved um i was at a fire and i was scrying it with a dowel and i took the dowel uh, with the soot on it, and I painted my face with it. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a trance. I was like carving runes into the the uh, coals and everything, and scrying. And um, then didn't think about it for years. And then I'm talking to to Joey and like typing things one day. And then all of a sudden, I get that flash in my head, and it's just a flood of information from Hell, who's the goddess that I work with, the Norse goddess. For those of you who don't know, and. Um, and yeah, so I started making this paint. And helcape, the word is a tip to her because it's basically um, a helmet uh, that is hidden. So it's a, it's a helmet uh, for those who wish to be invisible was how it was traditionally said. In the but underworld. Think, yes, uh, for the underworld to travel there. But I think it's actually tradition. I think in my interpretation, I think it's much more uh, to make you unseen so that you might see the unseen mm-hmm. in yourself and in others. Yeah. Um, so hence why it's a ritual paint but yeah yeah so that was also linked in to that life as well yeah wow so fascinating there's so much i want to talk to you guys about and we're <laughs> running at a time we can decide if we're gonna do another recording to tack onto the end of this but i also i really want to make sure that people hear about joe's book she's been working on yeah. joey mm-hmm. um because it's i know everybody's gonna love it because we're all a bunch of tree huggers here <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) 
Cool. So the book that I am currently working on, and it's going to be of a series because I was trying to do one book and it just, it's never going to happen in a million years because there's so much that I have to say on the topic. And I love the Oem, which is the Druidic divinational system. And each Oem is based on a tree. So for example, you have the Oem Bf, and that's Silver Birch and so on and so forth. And so the book series is actually going to be Oem Medicine, Healing, and the first book is Roots. Mm. So <laughs> the premise is that we go through each of the Oem and we talk about it from my perspective of a personal gnosis, which I haven't heard anywhere else. And it's a slight spoiler, so you're getting a slight spoiler here <laughs> for the book. But I see each Oem as basically resonating with the energy of the sovereign tree for each Oem. So all the silver birches that ever were resonate and they have that magical vibration out there in the universe. And then their Oem represents that on a magical level. So it's like tapping in to the power of all silver birch. And then when you're doing it in the context of this book, then we're talking about, okay, so then we narrow that down even more because otherwise we're being too expansive. So we narrow it down even more and we're going to do healing with like the roots. So we take the symbology, the archetype, if you like, of what roots means and then apply it to each of the lessons of each of the trees of which there is 20. So you can see how this book... <laughs> was going to be way too big if I tried to fit all kinds of magical work into one book. So I was oh, like, okay. I love it. I, love it. I believe I, this, the, I know this is a crazy out there comparison, but I really believe that all like one kind of tree has an energy that's every tree, look, silver birch, like you're saying, has a particular spirit and energy. And a, a way you can think about this is with drugs. <laughs> so if you know, like, <laughs> if you know a pot smoker, like pot smokers have things in common that only pot smokers have in common because it has a certain energy to it. Mm -hmm. And, and it can be something that man has tweaked too. So like co cocaine, like people that do cocaine have a certain energy they take on the energy of that plant in a yeah. crazy way and um i just in noticing that that was i noticed that before i started getting into like essential oils and herbalism and all of that stuff where you start experiencing it on a more gentle level but um yeah. i truly believe what you're saying is uh true we go down the rabbit hole with that yeah. that yeah. that idea i've gone down the rabbit hole with it so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's like for me what I was always told growing up is there's like an archetype representations so like with uh with animals animal spirits that you work with there's wolf and then there's wolf with a capital w okay and they're different like it's the same group it's the same tribe but then there's like the archetype of it which is the overall energy of it but yes. then there's a wolf you know what I mean so there's yeah. a tree but there is birch so there's, yeah. the there's the archetype of, but yeah. also, would there be an archetype of the oak tree, but then there's this oak tree on my property? Do you know what I mean? So the, the another thing that's really fascinating about that, though, is there are certain trees where their root system creates an ecosystem and all the trees act in unison. So the largest root system is, belongs to a group of aspen trees in Ohio, I think it is. They think yeah. it's Ohio and they all like shed their leaves in unison because they're all interconnected through their root system. 
Okay, so here we are, part two. We got to get back into what Joy was saying about the trees because it started to get really, really tribal, and that mm -hmm. is exciting and cool. Okay, so we were talking about the fact that there are certain trees which are all underground, they're all interconnected through their root system, and they, they pass messages along and they share uh, nutrients and things, and they grow together and there are trees that have a symbiotic relationship there are different types of trees that have a symbiotic relationship so when one is lacking in nutrients the other one passes it along and then at the other times of year when the other one is that passes it back so they have like interconnected lives they have they they pass they, they pass messages they communicate and scientists have finally kind of cottoned on to how trees are actually communicating and things and then because it's all underground in this interconnectedness that to me was like well if we take the principle of so within as within so without then that must be mirrored in the in the spiritual because in every facet of life you get these kind of root systems and whether it be neurons in the brain whether it be parts of our lungs which are all interconnected to trees by the way um that it's all very similar and there's that parallel between the way that root systems look. And that to me is kind of like the connections that we have to everything around us, other people, the earth, the world around us. So it's, it's basically like nature is our tribe and we're all connected through it if we just remember to listen. Oh, yes. It's fascinating how our technology echoes that back at us too, because oh, yeah. uh, I remember uh, Paul Stamets, has this awesome presentation he does called Mycelium Running. There's a book called Mycelium Running that I love. I love trees and I love mushrooms. Those are two mm -hmm. very important things, very important things to me. And they both do what you're talking about. Mushrooms, uh, the mycelium, which is under the ground, the part you don't see, is an amazing network. And in this speech, he talks about how it is the template for the internet. It, it's the world's first internet. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's fascinating as much as we separate ourselves from nature. We don't. We, we, yeah. are, we are nature. We're a part of it. Like it, it ends up just showing up in our technology. Mushrooms do that with trees, by the yes. way. Yes. Uh, they, they interlink with trees. So a lot of the fungi actually help the trees do that. So I the interconnection is, so is mushrooms. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. This well, is why this is why I have to call myself a witch as much as I am a law of attraction practitioner. It is the belief of as within, so without, as above, mm -hmm. so below. Mother nature, um, the value of nature in our lives. Like I get so excited talking about it. I'm like waving my hands through the air, but that's that's the part of me that is always gonna say witch. Yeah. It, to me, that's what that is. That and magic, that's what a witch is. Yeah. Yeah, it's working with the cycles of, of life. And yeah, I think that that comes into a lot of witchcraft. And I mean, people will try and divorce witchcraft from that. There are people who are like, no, I'm a tech witch. And I'm like, well, <laughs> technology is kind of, there is a template in technology, which is basically nature-based. And it's like, you look at circuit boards, <laughs> And the, and the way that they build everything and it's basically an, a root system yeah. and it's like it's hardwired into our souls in a way to think like this like internally we look like that so you t you look at the lungs 
you look at the arteries in a lung and it, and it looks like a root system. It looks like trees. And then you remember that trees are interconnected with us to do with how we breathe. Like they put out oxygen, we t- put out carbon, di- carbon dioxide, and there's a symbiosis that happens yes. or should be happening. Um, it happens naturally when people are not uh, destroying the planet. And that's kind of, it's kind of like a relationship. And we've forgotten to nurture a lot of that relationship. And that's why I've been so big on oem and trees and for a very long time. It happens with plants as well, for sure, and, and plant spirits and plant davas and things. But for me, trees were just always the thing, man. I was like, I get full-on hippie around trees. I'm like, I can hug you and yeah. just sit here. <laughs> I just love you and I don't fully understand you, but your energy is amazing and I can get full on high. If I walk through a grove of oak trees in particular, if there are a lot of oak trees, I feel like I'm high. Joey, <laughs> I want to hug you right now. I feel exactly the same way. And oak trees are very special to me. We have some really old ones here that I love. Um, it's yeah. To me, it's the thing I'm the quickest to anthropomorphize too, because I'm like, they each have their own personality. And they, oh, for sure. They do, right? They do. Like that We had this grumpy old yew tree back where I used to live. Now, Chris really likes yew trees. So (laughs) I, I basically went out to form a relationship with yew trees so I could send Chris some yew, like some, some naturally fallen yew tree leaf. Which Um, I flipped out about. (laughs) (laughs) And I was talking to different yew trees as I do. And one of them was like a grumpy old man. I was like, this is, this is the tree that needs needs to give me a piece because Chris loves grumpy old things. <laughs> I, I love disgruntled things. They are very, very endearing to me. <laughs> so I was like, I went there and I would, I would have conversations with him and eventually he gave me some, like they literally landed on my head because he was a grumpy old man tree. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, that fits. Okay. <laughs> so for your series, will you be doing, so you're starting with roots. Mm-hmm. Will you be doing, will you be moving up like the tree yes. in a basic way, like the bark and, and yes. the trunk? Okay. So will you be doing individual trees at some point as well? Oh, well, the OM for each are going to be in it. So the first one is roots. And we're going to have the 20 trees that are make up the OM. Okay. And so then the next one will be bark and we'll have the 20 trees that make up the OM. And then the third one will be branches and we'll have the 20 um, that make up the OM. And it's basically different ways of looking at healing. So root healing is very much about shadow work and about what grounds us and what we draw nutrients up. Whereas like the, the branches, for example, would be much more of like, um, a spiritual kind of symptomatic illness that might need healing in a completely different way. So whereas roots is about digging in the dirt and getting deep and grounding and, and that kind of shadow work kind of thing, then although everything can be connected to shadow work, technically speaking, Mm -hmm. but then, then it's just a different way of focusing. Um, So when you're looking at branches, it's like the, 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 the light, problems that we have with healing so for example silver birch when you're looking at the roots of silver birch that to me has an underworld feel it has a crone death rebirth feel because i always travel silver birch roots down to the underworld when i do trance work 
And so for me, when we're working with silver birch and the roots, we're looking at that kind of fear of, of rebirthing and fear of death and the things that that would then present as a spiritual illness or even a physical illness. But I, I will precursor to the book to say that you should always do spiritual healing in conjunction with doctors and physical healing and all the rest of it but when you're looking at say branches that might be to do with you're afraid of changing your life because of how it looks Mm. Um, because you're afraid of your image in some way so that's different from when you're like down in the roots about things and you're having like a panic attack because you're having a shadow trigger whereas you're more like it's more about being in the mind maybe you could even see it as working up through stages of the body So branches would be very much about the way you see things and perceive things and being in your own head too much. And whereas the bark might be the physical body and the symptoms that that might display through, you know, you've got a a blocked kind of throat chakra energy, perhaps you and how that would then manifest through that would probably be Aspen and, and that kind of thing. So it's different types of healing based on different parts of the trees. And then further down the line, I have promised that I'm going to do a, a book where it's trees that people really want to hear about, but aren't in the Oem because obviously there's a lot of trees which don't make up the 20 trees in the Oem. And I, I've even sat there considering whether I want to do one for people on the other side of the world. Yeah. Because in the Southern hemisphere, like the, um, particularly the trees of the the given oem are very european centric so i've even sat there thinking i think i want to do like at least one magical book at least where it's like talking about making your own oem and like flipping what you've been told is the right way to do it because a lot of it is personal gnosis with oem because the oem as a divination system is only a recent thing anyway because originally it was more to do with language so people are very like stuck in their ways that things have to look like this. They have to be those 20 trees. So when I get to the point where I've done quite a bit of healing work with the OM and presented how I feel the OM actually are, which is not just a, a divination system. I think it goes way beyond that. So when I've gotten to that point, then I'm like, right, so we're going to flip it again and we're going to have a look at trees, which are technically not in the traditional quote unquote OM, but, what about people who don't live around the traditional trees? Shouldn't they be able to make their own OM set from their own bark, from their own land? Because that's important to who they are. I love this. How, okay, so this isn't out yet. How can people make sure that they don't miss it when the first book is published? So right now, because I'm a crazy person, uh, we're also doing, redoing the store. Um, and Chris has been helping me. And We're talking about starry-eyed supplies. Yeah. We are. And we're moving the store to a different server. So you can find it at starry-eyedsupplies.com instead of .co.uk. And if you head on over there right now, you can, su- you can have a, a quick look at what the, uh, the aesthetic's going to be like. But you can also sign up to the newsletter because that's the only thing that you can see on there right now. And if you sign up to the newsletter, you will be updated the minute it goes live. It will be an ebook version to start with. So I will send out messages probably through the newsletter um, and you can buy it and just download it from the store and everything's going to be in one place. So when StoryArtSupplies.com goes live, everything will be right there. So like ebooks will be right there. The physical store will be right there. The blog will be right there. 
uh, future adventures into e-courses or whatever will be right there. It will all be in one place. Yeah. I so. recommend people go to your blog too. I link to your blog frequently from the witch review because it's hard not to. And, uh, <laughs> but Joy's a great writer. She's very poetic and dreamy, but in a grounded way. Like I think sometimes really people that think that way, it's a little like, woo, like stepping into someone else's dream is not that, it can get boring, just to be frank about it. Um, it you know, it can be very self-indulgent and boring, but you always ground it in like a truth and in something that is useful to other people. And I really like that. So if you want a taste of what her writing's like, you can go check out her, her blog and I will link to this stuff. So don't, don't you worry. There will be links. Um, and then you two are working together, like bringing this back around to the tribe thing. You were doing these live streams, which you're still doing, just mm -hmm. talking. You never run out of interesting things to say, but you also started a podcast and really kind of, uh, a tribal, or excuse me, a group. Uh, now I'm going to get all hung up every time I say it's an Earth tribe. tribe. It's an Earth tribe. Yeah. There okay. you go. Okay, so can you tell us what that is? Maybe Chris? Yeah, yeah. so that actually started from the lives. People were like, oh my God, you guys should make a podcast. I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of those. Joanna was like, you yes, should make a yes, podcast. Yes. And, um, and so we're like, well, I don't know. Do you want to? Yeah. All right. Sure. I mean, we're talking anyway, and you know, we could talk forever. So yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> um, so we looked into that. And so now we have a podcast where uh, the first Tuesday of every month, we pick a topic for the month and we have a, um, a public episode that's available. And then after that, there's kind of different phases every week. And uh, for the people who are members, um, they get all those other phases and the biggest thing in it that is most exciting for me and Joey <laughs> is that we create a custom uh, meditative journey along to that theme. So it's kind of like a study group slash podcast. Okay. Slash meditation group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what's it called and where is it? It is called What the Flux Podcast. And uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find, you can also find it on uh chrisashburn.com. Uh, my name is C-R-I-S, not H. So chrisashburn.com forward slash podcast. And that will give also, you all of the information on it. Also coming soon to iTunes if I have my way. I keep bugging. I keep Yeah, bugging. I'm I trying. I'm trying, but neither of us have iTunes, so I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm working. I just feel like it's such a great place for people to find what you do and people need to find what you're doing. So, yeah. um, but in the meantime, go to, say it again, it's uh, chrisashburn.com forward slash podcast. So it's C-R-I-S. C-R-I-S. Yes, C-R-I-S. Mm -hmm. You can probably just point out what flux means briefly. <laughs> yeah, that's probably important too. Um, so flux is basically the way that Chris and I have termed how we think. Because we said earlier that we came together and we realized that we think very similarly and we don't we hadn't met a lot of people who thought in the same way that we did. Yeah. And the way that we did this is like, yeah, we don't want to think in boxes. We don't want, we don't want to think in like defining things and putting things in that box. We want to think outside of that. Just, when I get in the roots. Just for a second here, we are two earth signs yep. that don't want to think in boxes. It's yep. not an easy road. <laughs> <laughs> and we basically 
evolved that into the podcast because we were kind of doing that in, like chris said we were doing that anyway in the lives which we are continuing to doing and we need to do one in the new year chris yes. and uh <laughs> so we evolved that into the podcast which is basically inviting people to step outside of the way they would usually analyze spirituality Mm-hmm. So, for example, this month we've taken on mirror masks, masks uh, mirrors of the self, and there's a lot to do with kind of like how you think about yourself and the way that you look at yourself and kind of pushing people to push past that limited way of thinking. Mm. So we've talked a little bit about the ecosystem already. So we try and encourage people to see themselves as part of the ecosystem. But we've also gotten to the point where now Chris and I are like, right, we're not teaching you anymore. We want to know what you think. So here is the information. What do you think? Because neither of us want to dictate spirituality to anybody. Yeah. We want people to think. We don't want, you don't even have to agree. You just have to think. That's it. That's, That's the membership container for having group discussion yeah mm-hmm. so what well, what the flux what the flux i just want to say that very clear flux. for people that are driving maybe and aren't online to click on a link what the flux google it yeah <laughs> yes that is amazing okay so i'm going to ask you each individually i've asked you this before but i'm going to ask you again because answers change People mm-hmm. change. So I don't care who goes first. What is a tip A tip for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams in 2018? Because we're doing this mm-hmm. in the new year. Chris can go first. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, friend. <laughs> Let's see. Well, last time I was on here, I said that fear is the arrow pointing you in the direction you need to go. And I still stand by that. Mm-hmm. But for 2018, I will say that... Um, A kick-ass tip is always check back in with yourself and remind yourself that your voice is important and it needs to be heard. Oh, for sure. So in the past, I talked about passion, that the only thing that you truly need to create a kick-ass life is passion. And for 2018, though, there is a energy that Chris kind of touched on already for me, which is a little bit of self-reliance, but it's also about cheerleading of the self. So for 2018, my biggest thing is for people is remember to be your own cheerleader and not put the responsibility mm. of being seen in somebody else's hands. Mm. Yeah. I feel so, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's kind of an ongoing lesson with me and I feel like it's going to be one for a lot of people in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you guys are talking about mirrors and that really ties into one of my favorite, favorite weirdest practices. And that is to talk to myself in the mirror. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Be a witness to your own life and the people, mm-hmm. the lives of the people you love, but also like look in your own eyes and it's amazing i remember when i first started that practice however long ago a long long time ago it made me cry i had never like you look in the mirror but you're looking at yourself from a a judgmental perspective often Mm -hmm. you're seeing what's wrong or you're seeing what you like about it but you're looking in your eyes is looking in the windows of your soul 
and see, you see pain, you see fear, you see vulnerability, you see things that you just can't see when you're just checking out the surface. Well, you see all the lives you've lived yep. and the lives that have gone before you and the potential that you have for others. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we're going to end on that note because I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on and helping me start the new year right. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Much love. Happy New Year. Peace.